0: Anyway, our uh, episode tonight is about <laughs> horror movie formats.
1: I'm cutting that entire section out, by the way. No,
2: no leave it. That was actually it was, really uh, good, though. It
1: was,
0: really it good.
2: was fun. You know, he doesn't
0: want it to be a political podcast.
2: Well, oh, that's his no
1: problem. <laughs> no, I, it's uh, just like, I'm, I'm going to have that as a separate uh, video that I'll probably don't post. Don't say you're cutting it
0: that's out. Amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> What's that? What were we you saying, Caleb? Up?
3: He said I'll that was amazing. It, it, yeah, it was
1: amazing. <laughs> that whole, that was, uh, but I yeah, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna post that as a separate thing. But yeah, that's because like because the podcast we're about to talk about is going to be about movies and horror films, and that was completely different than everything else. And Jim's gone.
4: I yeah. argue that it was. On, I would argue that it is on brand, mm-hmm. considering that we were talking about.
2: We do bring uh, Paul.
4: So up. Yeah, I was. I was. I, wait, where's Jim? Okay, there he is.
2: Every time one of you disappears, I'm closing my tab and reopening it so I can see you again. I couldn't see yeah. anything.
0: But now I can't see you. What? We did that, now I can't see you.
4: Now we I can see you. Now I, and I see you.
2: You cannot see me? Now I see you. I oh, see
0: okay. you. All right. Yeah, so yeah, now this we, part out, <laughs> All right. Let's introduce the podcast.
4: Anyway, I would argue that politics is completely on brand for horror movies because America is a horror movie that we're all living through right now. And because I'm the black guy, I'm probably going to die first.
2: (laughs) We should do, like, a watch-through of, like, one of the Purge movies or something. And Caleb. I'm darker than Caleb. (laughs) Yeah. I'm the black guy. That
4: it, go, it goes, it like, goes, like it goes in that order. It's like the darkest black guy at first. Yeah, Caleb might survive. He's like the LL Cool J to my Samuel L. Jackson.
1: <laughs> what about Buster Rhymes doing kung fu
4: on Michael Myers? No, definitely not that. I mean, that would be somewhere between me and Caleb. I don't know, like. But yeah, that's that's yeah. I'm Samuel Jackson. I get eaten by the shirt. And then Caleb manages to survive to the end and hang out with the Punisher.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that is tough.
0: Are we talking about Deep Blue Sea? Yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> great movie. I got ate by a shark in that one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh um.
4: But anyway, yeah, we are talking about horror movies and deaths inside of horror movies, or you know, just deaths in general. If if you know, we get that far. I do look. The, the thing that's important is that this is the JCU podcast and you're tuning into it. And, uh, this is a podcast where we get together and just catch up. So, uh, that's what we're talking about today is horror movies and horror movie deaths. So, uh, I'll, I'll kick it off by talking about my favorite horror movie death, uh, which I didn't think about until just earlier before we started, but, uh, final destination. Oh, damn it. I was going to do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause Jim and I also picked the same movie. So, um, how about this? Oh, okay. I, there are multiple deaths in that movie, right? I
4: mean, there's five of them.
0: Yeah, so, so why the
4: don't you talk about in general? Because I don't remember them specifically. But oh. I just remember that I loved them all. Oh, I but remember Jim them specifically.
0: Jim and I are going to talk about the same movie back to back. So why don't you guys do the same thing? Back to back it. That sounds wrong, but you know what I mean. Yeah. No, bop, uh-uh. bop, bop,
4: bop.
2: John, introduce it, and then Ian, elaborate.
4: Look, Final Destination is a movie about people trying to escape death, and you know not because death will not be mocked, mm-hmm. and death will it's have final its. Final destination, yeah, it's the final destination for everyone. Death will have what it's owed, and and I gotta be honest, death is kind of a dick. Oh God, yes. Oh God, <laughs> yes. In all of the Final Destination movies, yes. honestly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like y- you would think, like okay, they escape. I mean, they're eventually gonna die one day. Let's just let them let them go until they, you know, they get old or whatever, and just you know, get them then and be like, "Ah, you remember that one time you almost got away?" Ah, uh, no, death is a dick. He's a total dick. The, feel free to explain why death is a dick.
1: Well, <laughs> the Final Destination movies, really, the first one had this amazing premise of an idea that death has, uh, like, it it's so weird to sort of see this film as sort of like horror meets bureaucracy in a way (laughs) like death has a specific tally that they have to hit and you have to die in a very specific way on a very specific date so that if you don't do that now everything's kind of misaligned sort of like the space-time continuum is basically just not working anymore um and it it, it was like the first movie really i think explored this concept really well and then every film after that was just like let's just come up with really imaginative ways to kill people but the idea that you have to like you have to die in a very specific way and that there are certain rules that you can like you you can't die out of order so let's say for example i'm killed by a giant meteor nathan is you know has an aneurysm jim explodes Caleb, like, punches himself to death, and then Sean lives another 50 years, um, if Sean, like, Sean can't die first, in in this entire situation, in that hypothetical situation, like, he cannot die first, which means that any situation in which he would be put into a fatal situation
4: will not work,
0: so... inverting the trope, because usually in the movies, mm-hmm. he would die first. Right. I would
4: die, immediately. I would die before the opening. I would die, like, in, the, like, the cold open.
1: But but the idea behind the Final Damn. Destination series is that death has a very specific task list of who dies next and has to stay to that, like, list of tasks very, like... I, I don't know why, but he has to just stay, stay on that list. Death is never actually a presence in these movies, okay. but it's always about, like people die like some person gets a vision of their death and they go whoa i gotta get away from that and so they they run away because they're like that door is gonna kill me over there and then six other people go what door and then the door explodes and kills a hundred people and they're like whoa we survived that door exploding what the hell's going on and apparently now those seven people have to die in a very specific order to sort of restore death's checklist. Like I said, it's sort of like a horror film meets bureaucracy, in a way. Yeah. So
2: what would you say are, like, the best death or best deaths in that movie? Like, what are, like, the biggest or most memorable ones? Oh, yeah. I... The coolest one was the Vision at the
4: beginning, in my opinion.
2: Oh, yeah, the Vision at the beginning always
1: has some of the goriest deaths in it, because it's always... There's five... There have been five movies. It's a plane crash, a, like, 20-car pileup on a highway a roller coaster crashes and kills a bunch of people. Um, what was the fourth one? Oh, yeah, uh, the fourth one, a NASCAR event. Literally several cars, like, crash into each other and fly into the stands. And right. And what was... and Oh, yeah, and the fifth one, the Golden Gate Bridge collapses because it's always the Golden Gate Bridge. And so you it just... Yeah, I, what,
4: and wasn't the fifth... Like, didn't the fifth one loop back around to the
0: first one? Spoil, yeah.
1: Spoiler warning, the fifth film takes place before the first film. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's my favorite part of it. Um, but do you know what I call that kind of death? Because there's, there's like a, a trend, and I, I kind of gave this away in the, the chat, but mm-hmm. um like the Final Destination movies, the Saw movies, I call them Rube Goldberg death. Yes! So, so it, a Rube Goldberg is like one of those things where you set up a marble to fall down to hit a, a domino mm-hmm. that falls down, and then it it, it the switch, and it turns on the light, and the light sets off a solar panel and blah 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 and uh, think the breakfast machine and Wee's yeah. big
4: adventure yeah so then
0: you get toast at the end <laughs> I, I call this style of death the rube goldberg death has some because it's usually not done by a person it's usually like this series of like random events and and then the person dies yeah like this no or uh there are some
1: very ridiculous deaths in the Final Destination series. Uh, a lady gets cut in half because a runaway tire hits her head and takes off this part of her body. Like literally, she just gets hit by a runaway tire. And there's like the one, battle.
4: yeah. And then there's the one with the the suntan bed.
1: Oh god, I think it's
4: my favorite one. That one's just <laughs> horrific. <laughs>
1: So two girls, two girls are getting a suntan, and they're on the bed and getting their suntan. And then, uh, like, one of them accidentally left a cup in a certain situation, and then the temperature of the room keeps climbing. And so then they try and get out of the sunbeds, but then accidentally a board falls down and, like, locks them both in the sunbeds. They can't get out of it. And then both of them, oh, like, shit. catch on fire, basically. Yeah, it's- yeah mm-hmm. like...
4: The cup, uh. the condens- it's like the cup's there, and then the condensation on the cup like comes down, and it like short circuits the thing, yeah. and then the thing they can't, and then the board falls, and then they can't get out, and then the thing yeah. short circuits, overheats, and it cooks them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is, like Rube it's
0: okay.
4: yeah, it's a, Rube-
1: it's definitely a Rube Goldberg machine. But yeah, yeah. De- there's yeah. there's also a death where a guy apparently goes swimming in a pool, and the pool has a new vacuum <laughs> at the bottom oh, of. The... Oh yes, oh, uh... and the unrated version of this movie is infinitely worse. So he ba- <laughs> the rated the rated version of the movie, he gets stuck at, at the pool, and basically his butt gets stuck on the vacuum, and the vacuum just pulls out all of his organs, essentially. That's a hell of a strong vacuum. Yes, it is. <laughs> But in the, in the rated version, he just, like, you see his stomach just, like, go like that, and there's a little bit of blood in the pool. In the unrated version, the vacuum explodes on the other side of the pool, and all of his organs fly out of it. <laughs> it's, yeah, no, like... <laughs> no, like, the Final Destination, they're... All over the place. Like seriously, two still I think has the best death because. How
4: many total? Which one was two? Who was in two?
1: Um, it was the lady from the first movie and a bunch of
4: new people. Right, right, right. Yeah, there's right. five films. Allie later. Allie
2: later. Really a- yeah. yeah. So oh, three there.
4: was the one with uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, wasn't it?
3: Yes. Right. Yeah.
4: Ooh, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I like her. Have you? seen yeah. have you been the third season of Fargo. Have you gotten that far, Caleb?
3: I'm actually up to date now. I love that you
0: just did three this way. (laughs) Yeah, you did it
3: the German way. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I got got that. W means three. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) in...
1: But yeah, in the second film, there's this big car accident where... which doesn't kill anyone for some reason, but one of the ladies is stuck in a, a door because a giant, like, tree has sort of embedded itself there. She's not dead, she's just stuck. And so they're trying to get her out. An accident occurs and she dies. That's not really important. The best part is that this, like, trail of gasoline has been leading from this random TV news van. By the way, when the Final Destination series happens, there's so much collateral damage that just... Death is just like willy nilly, like taking a paintbrush over the world and going, and these people die, and these people die. If you had only died in order, I wouldn't have had to kill all these other people. Like, that's a dick. Yeah, he's <laughs> but really a dick. But, so there's this trail of gas leading from this TV van. It somehow catches on fire. Oh, that's right. The lady was smoking a cigarette, an accident occurred. She died, dropped the cigarette. It catches the gasoline trail on fire. It goes all the way back to the van. The van explodes. It's right by a barbed wire fence, which trisects a guy. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. in three pieces, and he literally... uh, There was actually a behind-the-scenes that I watched of how they did it, and it's a practical effect, because they had the guy in the, like, the guy's upper half in front of a green screen, and then just two dummies essentially and so he went this way another dummy went this way and the other dummy went that way and then they used like practical effects to make it look like he just fell apart <laughs> which was a nice it, it was it was a cool shot but yeah that's probably one of the most memorable deaths that I've never seen someone get trisected in a movie before <laughs> god final it's destination it's is...
4: always. it always ends with like like one or two people surviving to like the end and like thinking they got away only to you know die
1: yeah only to actually die like the guy in the fifth film actually dies in the plane crash from the first film
4: yeah which was hilarious because it's like yeah seriously death you like that's if like those people weren't supposed to die yeah they were just collateral damage from the other people that death already did kill it's like come on it's like that's what I'm talking about. Death being a dick.
1: The goddamn. Like, yeah. You
4: can't even let the collateral damage people get away.
1: <laughs> and those deaths are just crazy. Like the final. <laughs> I I would I would go so far as to say the first film is pretty good, and every other film after that, you're watching it just for the spectacle. At that point, the story's kind of <laughs> crap.
4: Murder porn.
0: Yeah.
2: All right. Next.
0: Yeah. So why don't we go next since ours kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Um, so so, so you start it. it. Yeah, Jim and I both decided to do The Omen, the 1976, and you said you probably want to include the, um, the...
2: Well, I figured you'd want to talk about the newer one because of the scene you mentioned, because, I don't know, like, I, they do it very differently, yeah. but both are very nice. I, mean, yeah. I was talking about the
0: original, but, um, here, so, so it's kind of the granddaddy of the Rube Goldberg death, The Omen from 76. I can't really think of any movies that happened that were made before this that have this style of death. Can you? Like, like Psycho has a famous murder, but that's just somebody killing someone. Jaws kills people, but that's just a
2: shark. Wasn't the I omen?
1: Wasn't the omen the first time that people saw like someone
0: get hanged on in film? Yeah, I
2: think I heard that and very well. It
0: has a very prominent hanging. It has a very prominent uh, impaling. Yeah, scene, see, has that, a very that's
2: the reputation. thing is the deaths. The deaths in the omen are very, like, in, like they're, they're instant. They're in your face, and they are shocking. Like, it just, like, yeah. the woman's like, I love you, Damien, and she just hangs herself. Or, like, one yeah. of the ones I want to talk it's about was the, uh, the priest. Mm-hmm. Like, he's trying to, like, yeah. escape the storm, and the lightning strikes the, the top of the, the, the steeple, and just it just flies in and just impales him. So Both we versions
0: use this, but I have it pulled up. Can I screen share it? We can cut it out. And it's not using sound. Sure. So, um... So let me screen share. That kind of thing.
4: Like, when you say, like, it's the first one where somebody got hanged in the, in the, on film, is it like, how, like, what do you mean by that? Because I'm pretty sure I've seen, like, some earlier stuff where, like, some dudes got hung. Oh, no, you're right. right. I, I'm complete. I'm probably
0: very wrong on that point now that I think about it. Um, but I think it's the first movie to have these, like, elaborate, like, Rube Goldberg deaths. Mm-hmm. But no, um,
4: you're, you're right. saying when you're saying somebody got hung, were you saying like it's like just the way they displayed it, or was it like just like
2: she walks off a roof hanging? Herself yeah, was it just like yeah. in
4: this really big moment? Is it like like you see the whole thing from beginning to end where like her neck? Okay, yeah. maybe, probably and, maybe. Uh, oh,
2: well, okay, I, okay, hang on, hang on, clarify my, here, because I don't know what exactly we're talking about. I'm saying this isn't like an execution thing, this is like she's like she just literally walks off the roof and hangs herself, and you see her body hanging there limp. And everyone's screaming, and she's like at the top of like this, you know, tall house, you know,
4: just. Because I mean, yeah. I remember an early episode of Twilight Zone where some dude got hung. It in Twilight Okay.
0: Zone.
2: Mm.
0: It may. Um,
4: it, I might be wrong on that part, though.
0: Yeah, but um, so, can everyone see the stream here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just pl- go ahead and play it. All right, so is, this is a, a tiny bit beforehand. Prouten,
2: by the way, second Doctor Who. Yeah. Oh,
0: both do- both the photographer and the priest were Doctor <laughs> no, Who.
2: No, I'm no, so that, he's... that that's Patrick Trouton right there. That is that is Doctor Who? That's the second doctor, Patrick Trouton. Yeah. Oh
0: the I, priest. I thought the photographer was. Never mind.
2: Oh. That's why I wanted to talk about the priest. <laughs> well, obviously we can't Yeah, just skip ahead to like, you know, yeah, here we go. Yeah,
0: here we go. Here we go. So so obviously in this it's not like this bureaucratic death has to kill people. It's like literally the devil doing random bullshit.
2: To, to... And every time someone gets like close to interfering with the plan, you know, somebody has is in the way, so he has to close them off, you know? So the priest is, you know, interfering. And, like, I love, what I love about this is that he knows where to go to be safe. He knows he's got to get inside his church, right? Because that's, that's the whole idea there, right? But, well, clear. if oh. you want to like, skip ahead a bit or...
0: And like, I love Lord, Lord. you don't know what's going to kill him. You know he's going to die. And there's some other clues as to how he dies, but like here, you're like, like, oh, he's gonna fall on these spikes, but then,
2: he... or he's gonna get struck by lightning.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you're not sure what's gonna get him. You just know something's gonna get him.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. is... And yeah, the don't music freak out of this...
4: the devil. I'm just doing stuff. <laughs> the,
0: the, the music,
2: like Sanctuary, Sanctuary.
0: The music in this this movie is doing so much heavy lifting. Like it's not as effective without Obviously, we can't mm-hmm. play the music because copyright. But um, mm-hmm. I Jerry remember
1: Smith, Oscar. You you played. I remember fun. you used the music to make "Voice of the Clock" Part One, right? Yeah.
0: I did, and I think it was the music really? for this scene. In fact, here
4: it is. Oh man, "Voice of the Clock" that takes me back. Why would you just stand there? <laughs> <laughs> oh uh,
2: here's the. Uh, <laughs> Now, the, the I mean, remake I version, it. I think, <laughs> does it a little bit better as far as, like, b- making it bigger and more intense, that final strike of, when it gets hit. But, yeah, actually, that's a really great video. There's a nice side-by-side yeah. comparison. You can see how they did different different versions. Mm-hmm. But it's just... I, I love Patrick Troughton as an actor. Just like He, he, he does great faces, great energy, this guy. Love it. Um, Wait, so, uh, hold on. Oh,
4: 1976, 2006. Interesting. Anyway, yeah. uh, uh, well, I guess that... Yeah. Okay. Now. Okay. Yeah. I was about to ask a dumb question, but now that makes sense. I I don't have to ask it now. Uh, Omen was the 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 one where the kids the Antichrist, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That one.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So oh,
4: that makes
0: sense with the six. Hostelway was that character in the remake, the guy from Jurassic Park Lost World. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hey, is that
4: Lee Shriver? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. It is. They. You know what? That is an, uh, that remake. It's not as good as the original, but it's hella underrated. It's like a really well done remake. Hmm. It didn't. Yeah,
2: I really enjoyed both it, of them. The
0: remake didn't even be made. The only reason they made it is because it was June 6th, 2006. 2006 yeah. But, yeah. given the fact that... Also the anniversary. Yeah, given the fact that they did remake it, they did a pretty damn good job of it. Uh, pun and... Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn good Which job. Which is also, going into the... Uh, maybe we should go ahead and get to the other death scene, because that one, I think I think they updated it yeah. really well. Um, so let me, uh, Do you want to explain yeah, this Yeah, so point?
0: my death on it is, there's a photographer. So, leading up to the scene... His photographer realizes that every time he takes a picture of someone who's going to die, their death is foreshadowed in the photo. So the priest he takes a picture of, you see in the photo when he develops it, there is a line going through his his neck. And that's because he gets impaled. Quick Um, sidebar.
1: Quick sidebar. Final Destination 3 Um, does this exact same thing.
0: It's, yeah. um... (laughs) Let me, yeah, here it is. Yeah, here it is. Here it is. So, um, so then the photographer realizes, takes a picture himself, and I don't think he tells Gregory Peck, but he realizes that he's gonna get beheaded somehow, right?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And mm-hmm. and so they go to Jerusalem, I think, to get these like ceremonial daggers, which are the only way to kill the kid. And and kind of the reason why there are these Rube Goldberg deaths is because you can't really have the kid kill people, because that would just I mean, they do this later with movies like Chucky. But in this, they're kind of trying to get this serious tone. And that's kind of more camp. Mm -hmm. Um, So the character...
2: Yeah. That's the thing with Astrid is that, like, from everyone else's perspective, the kid is just an innocent little kid. Like, you don't see him do anything. Like, everything else, like, comes from his abilities and his connections to the devil. So it's like when in the climactic scene, I'm not going to spoil this, but, like, you totally understand why what happens happens because doesn't seem like there's anything weird about this kid. well
0: and it's also unclear and maybe it's maybe in the remake it's more explicit but it's unclear whether the kid is actively making these deaths happen or if these deaths just happen because he's the antichrist you know what i
2: mean mm-hmm. like yeah in, in the... but, but that's, in i my... think that's what they're going for i think they're going for that vagueness that's like yeah
4: idea. It's, uh, I, I think that would be more in line with the uh you know If anybody's religious, forgive my use of the parlance. Mythology of it is that (laughs) the Antichrist is uh, the Antichrist is not supposed. He's not a uh, antagonistic figure. He's more of a kind of persuasive figure, like like he lures people to the dark side, so to speak. Yeah, Uh, like that's the that's his whole gimmick. So he's not gonna be openly like. Oh, I'm I'm evil. I'm I'm the devil. Blah blah blah. No, he's more of a like sneaky now, devil.
0: There are two sequels in addition to the remake, and I think there was a third sequel made for TV, which we won't even get into. But in the second sequel in 1981, 1982, Sam Neill, also from uh, Jurassic Park, hey, the grown-up Damien, and in that one, he's really just kind of like he's fully aware that he's the Antichrist, and he's just like, yeah, doing it but in the first I'm, one so he's you know, doing stuff so to <laughs> the so yeah so my scene is the photographer um who fo- kind of sees the foreshadowed death see i think he sees the nanny with the the noose in one of the ph- photos he's developed he sees the the spike going through the priest and he sees just a line going through his own neck and he's so like you're like well he's going to get beheaded now the trick is how does that happen so in the original it's it's pretty elaborate, and then in the remake, it's somehow... It's very swift. ...even more elaborate. Oh, yeah, and it's uh, its uh, the guy from Harry Potter in the remake.
4: Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, that makes yeah,
0: sense. Wait, uh, is that a
4: mm. tank? This
1: feels that's like weird, a very weird. Final Destination kind of situation. Oh, here we yeah, go. A... Oh, snap,
0: that's so mm. cool. <laughs> but the cool yeah. thing the <laughs> oh. original... <laughs> Is it's, it's doing this thing called elliptical editing. I don't know if you remember this from uh, film school, Ian, but they cut to different angles of a shot and then they stretch the shot out not by doing slow-mo, although it's also doing slow-mo, but by cutting, showing a shot then showing s- a few seconds before that ha- like where it cuts off mm-hmm. from a different angle and it gives the illusion of going over and over and over. So if you watch the, um, the, the head spinning it takes a long time to spin, longer than it would have, it should have taken. Mm-hmm. So you see the same action multiple times from different angles and it stretches the shot out and it just it's like literally gratuitous. Right. That's, In that's, every, that's an brilliant.
4: anime trick. <laughs>
0: yeah. 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 It, Nathan,
3: uh, apparently I, I was just watching a video on this, the director, uh, that the audience was going to look away from that scene, and uh. <laughs> he wanted he wanted to extend it
2: out so that they can look back at it and yeah. still be there. like, "Oh my god!" Ah. Going. <laughs> yeah. Even with the headline there, you know, Flim. Flim. Even, like when it's Flim. in the background, the guy turns around like, "Yeah, he's just he's focusing like on he that." He's that. that, <laughs> that also had, it happened three different times.
0: <laughs> the guy who Richard Donner also directed the first two Superman movies. Yes,
1: he did.
4: Donner, Donner, Yeah. Donica. yeah. Donica. yeah. Donica. yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. The
0: best the best two Superman movies. Yeah. Wait. Yeah, I I would say arguably. Are or there any better Superman? Movies? If you count live action only. Live action only. Oh okay, never mind. Man yeah, yeah. of Steel oh, man, is yeah.
4: not
1: terrible. That's about as much as I can give it.
4: Man of Steel actually I enjoyed
2: Man of Steel. I will I will say that. It is not terrible. I would say it's the third best, but I haven't seen uh, Superman returns. So I didn't I don't know. hate
0: Superman returns. It was what it was. It's, it didn't have. So, it wasn't cool enough. It was fine. I like. Okay. The they shoot, so, It the was ball. more
4: in line. It was more in line with the Donner films. Yeah. Than yeah. people were expecting, I think. I think people were expecting well, a more it, modern it, take on Superman.
1: Yeah. The problem. Didn't. The problem was they wanted Man of Steel in 2005, and in 2013 they wanted Superman
0: Returns. <laughs> like those should have just swapped. Yeah. Yeah um so that's my, okay my so horror movie death and do you have anything so the, yeah go ahead
2: yeah so uh, that was all i really wanted to say about the omen there was one other quick one i wanted to bring up uh nathan if you'd undo yeah. the screen yeah, share let me uh, stop sharing okay so uh for those of you who know my taste in horror you know that i actually really enjoy the saw films uh, even though i know a lot of people just see them as like murder porn or whatever i love the intricacies, I guess is kind of the Rube Goldberg aspect of it, mm-hmm. but I also love a lot of those, like, crime, the punishment towards, you know, a certain reason and trying to look for the cause and the reasoning and into the solution. I know it kind of gets lost in some of them, but um, there is one death in one of the Saw movies that, like, always sticks with me in my memory, and it's from arguably one of, if not the worst of the Saw films, uh, from both critics and um, audience, was Saw 5. Now. Overall, I don't care much for this movie just as a concept because I think it's really two big problems with it are that the the games don't really mesh well with the other sto- aspect of the story, and I hate that it's like if you five stupid people would have stopped for a second, you would have all gotten out of this alive, uh, because they had to one up each other. You know, they end up like well, two of them actually do survive, but that's not the point. Point is, those are those are what they are. What I love in this movie and is the underlying story that you get from the. Uh, second, third, fourth movie building up is the stuff with the detectives and the FBI. Mm-hmm. So throughout this movie, you've got uh, FBI agent uh, Peter Strom, played by Scott Patterson, who has who suspects Detective Mark Hoffman, played by Costas Mandylor, uh, of being the new Jigsaw or one of his apprentices. And the whole movie is like him following through like these older traps, like trying to ki- trying to catch up with him. Um, he's also one of the few people to actually survive one of his uh, death traps. He's the one who shoves a pin into his neck so he can breathe. While oh, the God. That, that guy. I remember now, that.
1: That was, ugh.
2: That's not the death I'm talking about. That's not because no, he didn't die in that. What I love is the very ending, OK? So in the ending, he's been tracking this guy down, and he comes into this room with this big gla- uh, glass tube with a bunch of glass shards in it. And he looks, and he finds a tape recorder. In fact, actually, I have it pulled up. I can just go ahead and show All you. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, of course, I'm not going to do the audio, but I'll talk over the, the main thing here. Um, share screen. Just turn, just make sure. Yeah, you should it probably muted. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I All right, can y'all see it? Yep. yep. Okay, so here, here's the scene. Um, so basically, he comes into, this is uh, Peter Strom, the agent. So he finds this glass box, he sees the tape recorder, and the gist of the message is basically, you know, congratulations on making it this far. Hopefully, you've learned something from all this. Uh, basically, what you need to do to survive this is get in the box. Yes, you will be hurt a bit, but you will survive. And this is the only way you are going to survive. Now, uh, before he finishes playing the tape, um, he hears, oh, I guess I went too far. He hears um, Hoffman coming, uh, hides inside, and then ambushes him, fights him, punches him, pushes him into the container, and closes the door on him, thinking, ha, I've got you trapped. You're going down for this. I know it was you. I've got proof. Uh, but what he doesn't know is that Hoffman has been laying evidence to suggest that Strom is actually the killer. And... There's just recently been put out a warrant that's just for him, okay? Mm-hmm. Suddenly the door closes, and he's like, what the hell? Oh, how do I open the door? How do we get out of here? I've got you trapped. You might as well tell me. He doesn't say a word because he, he, he knows, like, he's got this. All he does is just gesture down, hey, why don't you finish listening to that tape? And what the tape tells him is, if you didn't listen to me, it's one of those great little reveals, oh, I'm sorry, but you are dead. The only way out of here is in this box. No one will ever find you, and my legacy will become your legacy. Everyone will think you're the killer. And as you see what happens here, now that's a little bit of reveals, not relevant here. Um, The coffin goes down into the floor, and the walls start closing. Now, all he has on him at this point is a gun, and he thinks, okay, how can I get out of here? He starts shooting at the case, trying to see if he can open it. No good. You know, it's just, he's stuck in there, and just the. The, the, the nature of this moment, you know, he has done so much to survive and, you know, he knows the truth. He's the only one who knows this guy is the killer. He's got to get out of here. He's got to survive and let people know. But, you know, he can't he can't get through there. And it's just kind of this, you know, bye bye moment where as the coffin sinks into the floor, he's like, I know it was you. I know it was you. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but I just love this. It sinks down. The walls are closing in. He, you know, he can't get the the bar, the bars up there. He can't get out through the top. Um, you know, he tries some stuff, you know, but of course he does. This is, you know, he doesn't have a droid to stop the trash compactor, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> He's just hanging there. He's trying to get to the roof, and all you see there is just oh, the arm bone breaks. <laughs> ah. <laughs> and I, I just love this like he's just staring up at him <laughs> just kind of like, you know, you lose. Yeah, I and then and that's just yeah. uh, that's where that's where it ends and I just, uh, I, I, just I love that moment like that from an otherwise, you know, all, okay, frankly, an otherwise bad <laughs> movie. I love it and, like it just stuck with me cuz the entire movie is just him tracking this guy down only to be like, if you had just trusted me, you would have survived. But oh well. I love, ah, I love it. Get in the box! Rewatch <laughs> <laughs> that for Halloween. I love that movie, too. Yeah. Love seven.
4: seven. Yeah, oh, God, oh, Seven.
3: Always, the, I always read Seven God, the, the scene with...
4: two days away from retirement.
2: <laughs> the scene with the
4: sloth,
1: uh, God, that
2: scene just oh. freaks me out. Dude, oh, yeah. what gets me is the prostitute. When you see, like, what she was killed with. Mm-hmm. The, what the, gets, the leather suit with the ugh. what gets me is how did Kevin Spacey kill Brad Pitt's
4: wife and make it back to the station?
3: <laughs> like I'm like it doesn't make any sense. I mean like, I, think about I mean, think he didn't about just kill his wife. wife though. He, yeah, he, but think he about killed it. his wife and <laughs> sent this package. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. Like he <laughs> killed his
4: wife, sent the package to the store, which means like if, if he said if he took the head in a box to the FedEx and got it shipped somewhere, he must have had to change clothes after kill he couldn't just walk into FedEx all completely bloodied up and send that package. So he had to change clothes. Then he had to change back
2: if into he ordered the a pickup? clothes. pick uh, <laughs> I mean if he ordered and a pickup. He could have were they doing a
1: pickup, pickup back then? I uh,
2: I literally I don't know. <laughs> He had to have he would have had that planned. Well, I mean, it's not like he, suddenly I'm going to kill her. Oh. oh, I should ship her head. He he would have had this planned. Like but How? He probably would have even but had Pitt... the order to pick up done he- because that's the whole point. Like he has all this stuff planned ahead. Yeah, but Brad Pitt didn't show up there until like what? Like 2 days before this? <laughs> I mean,
4: he's the I know, How many days? They there they did they take place over there? There? I forget. <laughs> just, <laughs> Was it the whole I don't know, but I mean, Brad like...
2: Pitt and his wife just moved in well, no, that's I'm, I'm saying like how many days does this movie take place over because I feel like it was least, like just like least, a, it's like 2 days. Days, really? Um, no, there's
3: still I don't remember
2: multiple like crime scenes that they fully
3: fully investigate. It's it's at least a couple of weeks.
4: I feel like it's less time, yeah. than
3: that, but
4: maybe was, you're right. Also I
3: mean. Also we
1: got to see Dr. Cox in a more serious role. Oh yeah, that was weird. John C. McGinley... <laughs>
0: Besides the the occasional furious yeah. turn in Scrubs, yeah, well, like
3: oh yeah, okay,
4: yeah, yeah, I was like, I don't know who you're talking about when you say Doctor yeah, Cox. Um, Doctor like, Cox from Scrubs, John yeah, C. C McGinley John was the. John yeah. McGinley, yeah. like I recognize John C McGinley. I didn't know who Doctor Cox was. Yeah,
0: you never
2: seen Scrubs?
4: Yeah, I've seen Scrubs. I just don't recognize him by the name. Do- like I don't watch enough Scrubs to remember Doctor Cox.
2: Yeah, but he's like the. I never remember the actor's name.
0: I just know him as Doctor. He's the Cox. one character's <laughs> name that I remember. I don't. I don't even remember if I remember the main guy's name. J.D.? J.D., I Yeah. JD from- Jonathan Dorian.
4: I remember this. And uh, the black guy was Turk. I remember that. That's all. Oh yeah, it. Christopher
0: Turk. And I the janitor because he never had a name. He's just the janitor. Janitor. And- he he, he, he has name. a
2: name. And Carla. Well, it not Jan Rican cheese. I mean, it can they be-
0: gave him a name in the last episode, but then it, later in that same episode, he gives a different name, so I think he was lying. Uh,
1: his real name is Tommy. How do you know that? Because, A, that guy calls him Tommy later on in that scene, and also there was an episode in, like, season four when Dr. Cox and the janitor are becoming, like, bar friends, essentially. One of the other guys says, good one, Tom, and then walks off. It's it's a very quick thing, and you kind of have to really be watching for it. But yeah, his name
2: was really Tom. No. So Caleb, what was your uh, horror movie death? Uh, I actually picked. It's more of
3: an action movie, but I picked Predator. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Um,
4: I mean, it's the horror. It's the action movie yeah, of yeah, horror was, movies.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, most notably, I uh picked uh Blaine, played by Jesse Ventura. Who? Uh, Blaine, played by Jesse Ventura, he uh, he's a wrestler, but he's the guy with the, the the chain gun in the movie. The biggest baddest dude of them all, you know, he, the sexual tyrannosaurus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he uh, after Shane Black's character dies, they're like looking for his body, and then they decide to continue on. But then Jesse Ventura, like. Sees something, or he feels something, he starts looking around, and the predator shoots his big fire blast like through his chest from the backside, and it's notable because he's the biggest, baddest dude of them all. And so he take once he takes him out, he kind of almost know like everybody's gonna die. Yeah. And then um, his friend Mac uh, sees this and like picks up the gun and just starts. Shooting into
2: the wilderness because indiscriminately. The... Yeah. I think I found the. I, I think I found the scene. If you want me to share it. Yeah, yeah. This is back
4: when indiscriminate shooting into the ether was an okay <laughs> thing to do. Not anymore. <laughs> That's it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Perfect. Kind of dates the movie. Is that the guy? <laughs> yeah. 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 even true. Yeah. Yep, there's the, Jesse Ventura. Yeah, Jesse the body Ventura. Let's, let's get us get
3: Thank you for correcting <laughs> Jesse Ventura's like, oh.
4: oh. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, so it's kind of like, yeah, it's that moment where it's like, you know, like, OK, this guy's going to kill all of them. <laughs> like the Predator. Like, you're like, OK, the Predator. Like, they're not, none of them are going to make it.
3: <laughs> Mac plays by Bill Duke. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Use the silhouette.
1: <laughs> You're one ugly motherfucker. <laughs> I'm surprised Arnold Schwarzenegger made it through this movie. I am not, it was Arnold Schwarzenegger.
4: <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, really, are you? know, Like in the sense of like
2: realistically, like he shouldn't have made it through. Well, I love this. It's like, do they even know what they're shooting at? Like, cause no, they dude. just hear this other guy shooting, nah. so they run in and all start shooting. That's, that's it has,
0: for, like, yeah, it's it's, it's alien, it's, Sean. It's not a realistic movie. Of course, it's not a
4: real. You know what I mean? Like not- in terms of if there was a if there was a super like hyper advanced alien thing in the jungle killing all these dudes, if it took out the Jesse Ventura of the group, it's gonna take them all out. <laughs>
0: Uh, but it's arnold
4: i don't care jesse ventura is more of a badass than arnold schwarzenegger you
0: mean the, the See, I libertarian always... governor of minnesota <laughs>
4: <laughs> i didn't say that i agreed with his his ideals i just said he was more of a badass than arnold schwarzenegger
2: <laughs> i always hate this in these movies because it's like such a waste of ammo it's like let's just shoot randomly like let's not make sure we're actually killing anything let's just waste all our ammo blasting randomly yeah. I mean, it's also the '80s, so it's like they—they're only. In- <laughs> that was just a
3: thing you did in the '80s.
2: <laughs> There's no. Although, melody. although speaking <laughs> the- of Predator and uh, somebody mentioned Alien, I'm really surprised no one had mentioned it because I, I was sure this would be the one Nathan would mention. Would be the chest burster scene in the first Alien movie. Oh, uh, yeah. It's that is
0: that. Really find that and share it because it's the thing that's so great about that scene is it's not set up like a death scene. Yeah. Like it's not like it's like this is like the the peaceful after everything's happened, everybody's fine. Mm-hmm. And then he dies.
2: Yeah. Uh here it is.
0: Oh, you found it? All right. Yeah. Like there's no music, everyone's just kind of having a good time.
2: Oh, John you just hurt. don't see yeah. God, he's so young there. I'm so used to seeing him as old. Yeah. Where, they re they redid uh, the
1: scene
0: for uh, Spaceballs. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I love uh, that so much. With the uh, what's the song? Hello, my.
2: Not again.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Ra- um. Yeah. Hello, my baby. Yeah. Michigan J Frog style. Yeah. Oh, little Sigourney Weaver when they did this. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. Was she-
1: also, like, was weren't all the other actors told something's going to happen, but they weren't told
0: specifically what was going
1: to happen? Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, they, no, none of them knew. And the reaction from... here it comes. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you okay? He knows what's going on. There's the cat in the background.
3: Don't mind me, I'm just dying. Oh. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, nobody freak out. Let's some
4: Pepto-Bismol, diets and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, get this dude some Pepto-Bismol. Yo, look, look, what well, he needs—he he needs to get. The, we need to take him to the bathroom. He really needs to do a number two right now. That's all this is. <laughs> this is a real bad number
2: two.
4: Oh. Uh, I think this is more than just a real bad number two. Oh.
2: Uh, oh, there it
4: is. Pop goes the weasel. Goes the weasel. Goes pop. <laughs> then he keeps moving
2: <laughs> Oh, because it's not done yet That was just like <laughs> part of his body Popping off Here it comes Oh, yeah. so much blood G- The G- fake G- alien G- Oh yeah
0: Motherfucker
2: Alien penis I need to rewatch that
4: movie <laughs> Aliens, I I loved those movies Yeah, I like the, the fact that the black dude's ready to stab it That's my dude right there
2: Because <laughs> he, he knows what's what <laughs>
0: And, and unlike in other movies, there's like a, a rationale for why it gets away. The the android has like all this knowledge they don't know, and he doesn't want the alien to die. So he's like, no. And he's also like real freaky in this Ian Holm. Oh, yeah.
4: Ian Holm's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. This is, yeah. But just
0: remember that's why. That's
4: why if you're a black person and your instinct is to stab something, you should stab it. Don't let anybody tell mm-hmm. you otherwise. No, wait, don't. No, <laughs> no, we should. <laughs> look, look, if some if an alien pops out of somebody's chest and your instinct as a black man is to stab that thing, you should stab it. <laughs> I mean, that's just that's just common that's just common sense. I don't mean, let any androids tell you not to stab something that just popped out of somebody else's chest. When does alien take place is it like 2080
1: or something?
0: It's because I know there's like ninety years between the first and the second one because she's in cryo sleep yeah. when Alien takes place, but I think it's a few hundred years in the future. Twenty one, twenty two, is the first one, ah. and then wait.
4: So one hundred and two years in the yeah. future. Yeah,
0: the first one takes place in twenty one, twenty two, and the second one takes place fifty seven years later. I whatever that math winds up being seventy nine. Is that right?
4: Right, and and then the seven uh... years later. And
0: Aliens 3 or Alien Resurrection, is it? Is that what it is? Alien 3 is is immediately after uh, Aliens. Yeah. And it could have been a good movie if they had let David Fincher. So the guy directed Alien 3, also directed Fight Club and Seven and The Social Network. He's like a phenomenal director. But the studio, it was his first movie, wouldn't let him... Just do what he wanted to do. And yep. they're like, no, what if we do this and this and this and this? And they fucked it up.
4: Yep. Didn't that, didn't that also kind of happen with, um, God, was it Cameron? No. James he... Cameron? No. Yeah, cause cause... Wasn't there a movie that James Cameron was working on where everybody was like, James Cameron can't do this? Uh, and the then old... it ended up being like an amazing movie. Aliens? Old...
0: Was well, that Aliens? No. They... I don't think so. Because the only movie he, he made before he became James Cameron, the like, most successful movie director of all time, but, which he kind of became after his second movie, was Piranha 2, The Spawn. <laughs> or Spawn. After
4: that. He, he,
0: his first movie was Piranha 2, the sequel yeah, to Piranha. Yeah, what did Piranha. he do after that? Then he, the next movie he did was Terminator.
4: Okay, 2. so maybe it was Terminator.
0: Oh, no, wait. he did Terminator 1. Oh, that's right. He did do Terminator 1. So maybe it was Terminator, well, I re- Terminator 2, but he obviously did that after he did Terminator 1.
4: Right. Because I remember specifically there was a story about James Cameron where it was like, he was directing a movie and nobody thought he could pull it off. And then I mean, he pulled the only- it off and then it was just like, see, everybody shut up. <laughs>
0: the only one it could possibly be is Terminator 1 because after that, he had basically carte blanche to do a whatever he wanted. He did... Terminator, then he did Aliens, then he did Terminator, no, then he did The Abyss, then he did uh, Terminator 2, then he did True Lies, then he did Titanic, and that became the most successful movie of all time. And then he waited 12 years, and the next movie he did, Avatar, was also the most successful movie of all time. And that's why he's able to film four movies in a row with it take 12 years off. like it's been as with long as Submarines, now, yeah. It hasn't quite been as long between Avatar One and the sequels as it was between Avatar and Titanic. Mm-hmm. So, so he's done two movies since 1997.
4: Well, I mean, and it, now it, he's doing four movies back to back with submarines.
1: Well, when you when you make the well, most successful film of all time and then top it with the next successful film of all time, yeah. you kind
4: of get carte blanche to do whatever you want. And then it took until you, like 2018 for them to top that.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, they had to release uh, The Avengers twice in theaters in order to top Avatar. Because the first time around, they did not top Avatar, and yep. they're like, we want to top Avatar, so we're releasing Avengers again. Yep. And I, I kind of secretly think Avatar Two is going to make a ton of money because I secretly think it's going to be the first movie to be released in theaters after COVID. Well, that might be true. I, I, that's I think that's going to happen. It's weird
4: if, if it gets done.
0: Yeah, I think it will get done, but I think it's going to be at, like it's not going to be 2021 anymore. It's going to be 2022 or 2023, and now he has like a rationale. Before it's just like. I don't think we're ready yet. Now it's like, yeah, but it's COVID. So let's put you back another year.
4: Yeah.
0: I think to I, say
4: about it, he's actually shooting this movie literally underwater.
0: No, not just literally underwater. In the Marianas Trench, which is the deepest part of the well, ocean.
4: Well, he's not actually filming there. but he's Yes, actually, he is. Look, yes, he is.
0: Yes, I, he
4: is. I know he's actually shooting in a tank.
0: There, so he's not filming the whole movie in the Mariana's Trench, but he's filming part of it in the deepest part of the ocean. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> and he invented cameras that can like withstand the pressure down there. So it's probably just going to be some exteriors, like apparently large probably. stretches of two are going to be in Avatar's ocean. Mm. And there are probably just going to be a few exterior shots shot there. But he's really shooting there.
1: Yeah, He is a technician first and foremost and a good filmmaker yeah. second. So, He's
0: yeah, the Thomas Edison of film.
1: Like,
4: <laughs> of that, like, the
0: most like, say what you want about Avatar, that is a hell of a fun ride. Mm-hmm. Except
4: for the fact that Thomas Edison is the Thomas Edison of film. I still it. <laughs> yeah. Thomas Edison,
1: except that Thomas Edison stole everything that he ever patented. He basically invented yeah. patenting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um...
4: What I meant is that his legacy is more in line with the stuff that he's invented rather than the, the 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 movies. His movies are more famous for like the technology involved in making them rather than the actual movies themselves. Yes, that is true. Except for yeah. maybe Terminator.
0: No, I mean, Terminator was also that way. They He worked with Stan Winston and they created this like animatronic Terminator robot that could do all this crazy shit. And okay, then Terminator, then Terminator Two. They were like one of Liquid the first. <laughs> it was the CGI. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, and actually, the movie he did before that they, was the first movie to have, quote unquote, photorealistic CGI. It was the first time they used <laughs> it where it wasn't supposed to be computer graphics. Right. Yeah. But
3: that's.
4: What else? Oh yeah. Before okay. Before we wrap up, I I, I meant to. I meant to actually go over this last episode, but I, I didn't. This isn't related to horror movies, but uh, this—I had an interesting conversation with a friend of mine. Uh, and this is about X-Men. Hmm. Okay, so obviously we all know that uh, when movies come back—if they come back to the theaters ever, or if they just completely go streaming—the MCU is going to eventually have to put the X-Men in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yep. So me and a friend mm-hmm. were, to- were trying to have a conversation because we were saying, well, if you're gonna do, you know, the X Men in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, one like, and you're gonna try to make it like a more modern, it's like basically you can't have Magneto be a Holocaust survivor because like that, that would make him like a hundred something years old.
0: Mm-hmm. He was so a our- nerd. Yeah.
4: <laughs> so our argument was, mm. uh, how do you give Magneto uh, that? kind of, you know, gravitas of, you know, understanding humanity's inhumanity that man, just because yeah, of differences. Th-
2: and, That's the thing, because, like, a lot of what makes superheroes and supervillains work is that they have this timelessness. Like, they could exist in any time period, but when you have a character so closely tied to a historical event like that, how do you modernize that? Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. So our uh, solution was to update the origin to a... Not necessarily... Like contemporary, like not, like not, like not, like anything recent, right, right now, but something a lot, definitely more recent than the freaking Holocaust. So, but then that he said, then that uh, you know, then you end up taking away his Jewish heritage, and then we, you know, we struggled with that for a while, and then we were like, well, what if we kind of went with Stan Lee's kind of initial, like, uh, uh inspiration. Because Stanley basically initially based the X Men, he was inspired by the Civil Rights Movement. So, what if we use that as the backdrop, and instead of making Magneto a survivor of the Holocaust, we make Magneto like a survivor of like a race riot,
2: hmm.
4: and so we make Magneto black. Yeah, there you go.
2: <laughs> I would imagine maybe something like maybe I don't know how graphic you want to go with this, but maybe something like maybe his father was lynched and he had to observe it, and that just like shattered him. Mm-hmm. Literally. Any time period from like
4: the 1950s and 60s would do. Like, you could, there's so much racial hatred going on even today now that you could still, you know, you could base it any time in that time frame and it would work out. So we were, we were, all right, so we would, so it was that. And then we decided like, well, if we're going to make Magneto black, why don't we make Professor X black too? So that's how they meet. And then we were, then we were like struggling like, but who's going to play them? So we went on and on. We this is a conversation we literally had over like five hours,
1: mm-hmm.
4: and we finally settled on the two perfect actors I could think of to play Magneto and Professor X. So Professor X, we decided would be Lance Reddick, and I don't know if you know who Lance Reddick is. He's from The Wire. He played the lieutenant. Mm. Uh, you know, yeah. he's he's okay. known for being yeah. the, you know. Uh, tall, yeah, bald. He's known for being a tall, bald, black guy. Yeah. He could pull off the Professor vibe with gravitas and all of that. He could nail it. And he okay. has the very uniquely distinctive voice that we would think would fit really well in that. And then we were saying, okay, we've got that. That's perfect for Professor X. But who the hell do we get to play Magneto? We need somebody who can appear villainous, but can also appear very kind. And also like the kind of guy that you could easily fall in with and understand where he's coming from but at the same time you like he can like flip a switch and just be like completely like oh this guy's evil and you know he's evil so who do we get we landed on the perfect actor giancarlo esposito
1: oh god (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. that's I feel bad for Giancarlo because that's every character he plays now. Exactly.
0: <laughs>
4: but he's perfect for it.
0: You know who he really should be is Two-Face. Because of the scene in, Bla- in Breaking Bad where his face gets blown off.
4: Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. But, I mean, he's already done that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's been there. He's been there. That's he's done that.
0: Episode. That's my favorite episode of that show. Because you the entire episode, you're expecting... A face-off between him and Brian Cranston, but the title of the episode is is a is a magic trick. It's a it's a it, his face comes off. Mm-hmm. Face off.
2: Uh, <laughs>
1: that movie is so terrible. <laughs>
4: I think it's great. I love that movie. What is it? his
3: face? <laughs> you know that that's actually a perfect setup. Like, have you guys watched? Uh, the new Watchmen series. Uh, yeah, that was not, really yeah. good. So, yeah, I liked it a lot. It's, it's kind of very reminiscent. It's just mini
0: series, right? They're not doing a season two, are they?
1: Yeah, it was canceled, unfortunately. Yeah, there was uh, talk
0: um, about it,
4: yeah. but mm.
3: yeah, it, 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 they might
0: they were thinking about doing like an anthology
3: anyway, like not continuing the story that they left off with. I, they were gonna do I think
4: like, like either that or there were just gonna be like certain elements, like certain characters might show up. Uh, like, but it wasn't gonna be. But I'm like really curious as to, because that ending, man.
3: <laughs> exactly.
4: I like. I'm like. I gotta know what happens. <laughs> you can't just leave me like this and mm. just in the lurch and completely like. What happened after she ate the damn egg? <laughs> I mean, right.
3: can't do the same thing with the watch Watchmen comic anyway. We think. Yeah. I think we're running out of time, gents.
4: <laughs> yeah, we are. So I'm going to call it, and we're wrapping up the episode right now, because this has been been yet another episode of the JCU Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, If you've been watching with us, you can uh, watch us on YouTube. uh, You can watch us on Spotify. You can watch us on Google Notes, RSS feeds, listen to all that other stuff. Uh, Anywhere you can find your podcast. You can find us on iTunes as well. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, you could catch us there. Uh, But... uh, Oh, yeah, we want to thank Nathan for providing our themes. Uh, you can find him at NathanTalentsComposer.com. Uh, and uh, we want to thank Jim for taking some time out of his busy schedule, uh, you know, uh, educating America's youth. Uh, you know, it's a very important job, and somebody has to do it. Uh, unfortunately, thank it's you. the only person that's left is Jim. So... <laughs> <laughs> Kill me no, now. No, Jim's great. Jim's great. Jim's a great teacher, anyway. Hey, uh, uh, thanks uh, to everybody for showing up. Thanks, Caleb. Thanks, uh, Ian. Thanks for doing all your hard work as our producer. And uh, uh, look, look forward to hearing some uh, some videos from Ian. Some very special videos from Ian soon. Uh, we're, we're we're planning to go into that, and then maybe after that video, maybe me and him will do an interview, uh, mm-hmm. going more in depth and in detail, and seeing if there's because you're gonna have a lot of questions we imagine mm-hmm. so uh, we look forward to hearing those questions from you and uh, maybe doing an interview where we can get those questions answered for you guys so anyway uh thanks for tuning in once again uh, from us to all of you out there thanks for tuning in uh, wear your masks uh, wash your hands don't touch your face uh, just take COVID seriously the the, the the vaccine is coming like you know like winter is coming the vaccine's coming. It's coming, and smack those curves. But like seriously, six feet don't actually smack people's curves, you know. (laughs) know.
1: If you live with them and you have their permission, I guess it's fine.
4: I mean, yeah, I suppose if you have like consent to smack their curves and you know smack away, but consent is important. I I feel like I can't stress that enough. (laughs) No means no. Don't smack any curves that you've been told not to smack. Seriously. Don't don't make me don't make me come through this camera. I will I will personally come through this camera and punch you in the face. As long as you consent to me coming through the camera and punch you in the face. Insane. saying we got to <laughs> go bye.